My name is Joanne Averson, and this is the podcast, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. This episode is around the phrase, step up. One of the things I realized is that we're always driving ourselves to step up. In sport, in exercise, we want to step up our performance. We want to step up to the podium, the top place in the Olympic Games or anything we do, you know, the top of the podium where you literally step up from third place to second place to first place, is all about stepping up our game. And it's a striving. It's a pushing to raise our performance and somehow ignore or overcome pain in order to perform better. And one of the things that is a privilege of being a manual therapist is that you meet people who admit what it takes for them to step up. And this word step up has really been swimming around in my head for a bit of about how we push ourselves to step up. And the focus on that language is what it means to raise our game, improve, get better, and strive. And I thought, is that what stepping up really means? And I'm a step up kind of person, you know, step up my game, raise, push forward, whether it's on my behalf or someone else's behalf. And I'll always push myself really, really hard. It's what I do. It's what I've done for years, decades, is push myself to overcome difficulties, is push myself against the odds. I'll fit more into an hour than is even feasible. I'll travel like crazy to meet a schedule that is beyond, beyond. I remember three years ago when my beloved dad passed away, I was traveling a lot for my work. And I looked back at that time And I thought my phone had got the photographs in the wrong order. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, like what it said you did in 2019 is in the wrong order. I mean, you know, not really. (laughs) And I thought, well, no, it's not even possible. How could I have been that they're muddled up? There's Edinburgh, Dublin, LA, Vancouver. Greece, Athens, uh, Paris. And I had literally been, I think it was seven different countries in 10 weeks. And pushing to step up to that plate at one point, at one point, literally meant getting home from Heathrow Airport, throwing the contents of my suitcase into the washing machine, washing it, repacking it, 
and leaving the next day. That was the kind of gap I had between the efforts I was stepping up to. And one of those trips involved traveling to LA and by dint of circumstances that are just extraordinary, I was upgraded to a first class ticket. And I sat at the front of the plane thinking, wow, have I really stepped up in the world? And I got a fit of the giggles. I could not stop laughing. I was in seat two and I had my own cupboard for my coat. I had more space to put my books and my tablet and my phone than I knew what to do with. I had a bed, I had a duvet, I had a blanket. And I was very close to the pilot and I thought, oh my goodness, what is this about? And I paused. I just paused. And I remember my personal steward coming to me and asking me when I would like my meal. And I kind of looked behind me, only there was nothing to see because it was all the back of my seat, my very wide, very comfortable seat. And I said, well, when are the people behind me eating? Whatever time you serve, what? And she said, she knelt down next to my chair, whatever you call it plane seat. And she said, she smiled. Clearly I'd given myself away that I wasn't a usual first class passenger. I mean, I'm always a first class passenger. Every one of us is, but flying first class, that's another thing. And she smiled very gently and she said, madam, you can have your food whenever you want it. This is first class. Okay. So I giggled and I said, well, just do whatever's easier for you. If you're serving the people behind me, serve me then. I mean, I really don't care. And she laughed. And one by one, every steward in the first class compartment came up to introduce themselves to me, to ask me if I wanted anything, to have a chat. They were just lovely. And we created a little sort of I don't know what, it was fun because I was giggling at what was so special about first class and how delightful it was to travel in such comfort and have them serving me that way. But that it didn't change very much and it changed everything. And I really thought about that. And At the time, I was flying away from having spent the night holding my father's hand before he passed away. And nothing could make that better. And some part of me knew I was never going to see him again. And what I 
had the opportunity up there in those clouds as I gazed out of that window was to step up to being present to myself. I don't know if this makes sense, but being graced, because it was grace, pure grace, with a first-class ticket, simply seemed to give me more time and space to gaze out of the window from above the clouds. And recognize how difficult it is to step up to ourselves and our beingness when we're so busy being busy that we we haven't even got time to facilitate the next step the way we'd love to. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I realised that stepping up was stepping up my pause time, my present time. And little did I know that was the beginning of three years of ricocheting. Three years of ricocheting back and forth from busy to busy to busy to busy to busier stepping up to the next flight, stepping up to the next thing I had to do, stepping up to the next whatever it was. And I remember so clearly having that feeling again of being in first class. After the pandemic first hit and that beautiful, beautiful spring in the UK of 2020, when I couldn't go out of my house. I couldn't do anything very much in the way of work, except have faith somehow that it would be okay. And I had tomatoes growing in my garden and the sun was shining and I just sat there with that sunlight and those tomatoes and there's something very special about growing your own vegetables. And I was sitting on my deck thinking, this is first class. I can eat whenever I want to. And it didn't dawn on me then that when we press pause, and life had a little plan to make sure I pressed pause, that I was coming up. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to go first class inside and step up our listening to ourselves. And what's incredible about that is it's available now. And you'll agree with me and you won't do it because that's what we do. We forget. And then life can deal some pretty big blows. 
and we get to look at them and sometimes we have to dig really really deep and step up to being present to what we don't want to go through and go through it anyway And the truth is down to those tiny moments when you just think, I can't do this. I just can't do this. That's when we step up. We step up to one tiny step, the next step, whatever it is. And we do that. And one of the things I remember my dad saying to me over and over again when I felt anxious, when I felt disabled by anything, by something happening that I couldn't handle, by the news and my concern of the future, by absolutely any little thing, he would look at me and say, Jojo. That's what he called me, Jojo. Well, he called me me, actually. He say he would say, hello, me. Because <laughs> I would phone him up and say, hi, daddy, it's me. And we'd chat. And that was that. It was just the way it is. And he would say, hello, me. As if I was the most important first class person in the world. He had that way with people. He could greet them as if every single one of them travelled through life first class. He just had that way. He was very humble. He didn't think of himself as travelling through life first class. But he made sure that everybody else thought that they did. Now that might include you having to listen to his jokes, which was always a problem for me because I don't share his sense of humour like my son and my sister and any of my friends that he met were subjected to and they adored him too. And he used to say to me, it seems too much, doesn't it? And I'd just say yes, because I'd poured my heart out about something that was too much for me. And he would say, If you take a bundle of sticks, a whole bundle, and you try and break it across your leg, likely you will damage your hands, damage if not break your leg, and get nowhere with the bundle of sticks. However, if you pause and put the bundle down, And either undo it, and if you can't undo it, just wiggle one stick out and break that stick. And then repeat. You will eventually break every stick in the bundle. There won't be a bundle anymore. You've transformed it to firewood. And I forget, because that's what we do, us human beings, we forget so easily what we learn. 
So my invitation to you is to step up quietly to the next thing on your horizon that you're worried about. And maybe consider writing down five, six, seven aspects of it, like they're all bundled in a stick. And then step up to one of them and break that. And believe me, I understand sometimes getting out of bed is that first step, stepping up to the day. And I always remember, I believe it was a Marianne Williamson poem, when she said, life is not forgetting. Life is forgiving especially to those from whom we do not get that which we wanted them to give. My dad had the wickedest sense of humour ever. He could get the giggles on his own about something and just laugh and giggle and laugh and giggle till everyone else in the room was giggling with him without a clue what he was laughing at. And he would then go into hysterics, into hysterics, because he would squeal between bouts of laughter. You don't even know the punchline. And then he'd slap his leg and howl with laughter even more. It just was a thing he did. And I recently met someone called Jay DeBerg. She's a very talented artist. She's DeBerg J on Instagram. D-E-B-U-R-G-H-J-A-Y. And she said she learned to cultivate her inner tortoise. And I just found myself grinning at her. And I just said, I don't have an inner tortoise because I don't have an inner tortoise. And she said, well, remember, the tortoise always wins the race. One step at a time. Drop. The mic. So there you have one of my key formulas and my new tactic for stepping up. I'm cultivating my inner tortoise. Thank you, Jada Berg. I love you, I appreciate you, and God bless you all. Stay safe, stay close, and enjoy.